0: All right, back here at J. Tom Lawler with the score at the end of the one, at the end of the first period of play, is Merrimack one and UNH nothing. Mike McMahon joining us now from the Mac Report and the Eagle Tribune, and uh, Mike, we're going to take a look now at the Hockey East playoff picture. Uh, scores quickly, and John will give updates later on. We're going to try to update these as often as we can. But Merrimack, of course, winning this game one nothing. Uh, Notre Dame defeated BC two to one in overtime. Uh, other games in progress right now. Providence, Providence leading at Maine two to one after one, uh, midway through or early in the second period. Sorry, it is Northeastern, BU tied at one, and. At the end of one. Vermont leading UMass Lowell 2 to nothing. So Mike, how do things look here? Uh, first of all, even with that Notre Dame win, we should let the folks know that uh, Notre Dame cannot move higher than 7th in the standings. The Warriors are locked into 11th, so they will play the team that ends up 6th. And Notre Dame cannot get into 6th. So we know one thing is that Merrimack won't be traveling to South Bend. Yeah, there's only a few things that we know. I mean, they're, they're still so jumbled up here. And I think
1: you know when you have a 20-league game schedule, it was always pretty close to 27. When you take 7 games out of that, it's just 7-14 less points for teams to separate themselves so we know, we know they're not going to Notre Dame we know it's either going to be Providence Vermont Maine or, or UNH it could be UNH again uh, and, and we can eliminate some of them Providence plays Maine whoever wins that game you can't play them because they're going to be locked into a bye so you know that whoever wins the Providence main game, they're still in, in as a potential opponent, along with New Hampshire and along with Vermont, depending upon how they do. So that's that's really the, the most condensed I can make it right now, obviously, until we can until we start to see how some of the scores play out and what it looks like more towards the end of the second period, and even obviously
0: in the third period. Well Notre Dame with their win today, they move up to twenty points in the league standings. Currently in a tie with UNH, which also has twenty points, that's a tie for sixth. University of Vermont is just behind them with eighteen but still playing. And Vermont's leading low now two to nothing. So if Vermont wins that game, and if Merrimack beats U N H here, then you have a three-way tie at twenty points. And the way that that three-way tie breaks out, it looks like U N H ends up sixth, right? And then you have in seventh place, uh, sorry, actually Vermont. Vermont ends up sixth. Vermont wins the three-team tiebreaker if. Those scores hold. If all the scores right now hold, then Merrimack would go to Vermont, uh, and that game would be next weekend. Yes, and the other, we do know a little bit about how it's going
1: to shake out. Some of the games are going to be Friday. Some are going to be Saturday. Uh, the, the games that Vermont and UNH host will be Friday night. And I know that the games that Maine and Providence host uh, would be on Saturday night, and I think Notre Dame obviously is in there as well. They're going to be on Saturday night, so uh, only
0: three of those teams will host. Exactly. There's going to be three first-round playing games, whatever you want to call it, and uh, three of those five teams we mentioned will end up hosting. And uh, and it's already—it sounds like it's pretty much been decided as far as which teams would host on which night.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what night Notre Dame hosts because it doesn't matter in, in Merrimack's case, but I know that if, if they go to UNH or Vermont it would be Friday if they go to Maine or Providence it would be Saturday so we, that, that's pretty much what we know at this point we'll have to wait to sort of see how it, how it shakes out here the rest of the game.
0: Alright so Vermont up by a couple of goals let's say that they're in good shape although there's still uh, still two periods to go um, Merrimack just played Vermont last weekend lost two games here in this rink uh, Vermont looked to me like a team that was pretty pretty confident uh, their top line is playing as well as anybody's line especially with Chris McCarthy yesterday. Senior was really leading them, and they're getting pretty solid goaltending as well. Not sure that's a matchup that works uh, for the Warriors in the Warriors' favor. Yeah, neither am I. I mean, they're finally starting to get that goaltending, too.
1: I think Brody Hoffman, that was the first time last weekend, the two starts he had here. That was the first time all year he started back to that game since right. his freshman season. So they've got two young goaltenders, but I think they're starting to give the ball to Hoffman and let him run with it. Uh, and, and he's played well. I mean, he's won three games in a row with the potential to win a fourth one tonight, and especially two at home against a, a Lowell team that's going to finish in second place. So uh, that says a lot about the type of goaltending again.
0: So another possibility with Providence now leading May- 2-1. to one. Another possibility is that you end up going to Maine. Now, while Merrimack did go up and lose two close games at Maine a couple of weeks ago, Maine's kind of gone into a little bit of a slide since then. A loss and a tie at Northeastern last weekend. Uh, they could potentially lose two games at home to Providence and be a team that's going into the playoffs uh, lacking some confidence. Yeah, and, and
1: really, I mean, you could make the argument that they should have split that series in Maine if not for a yeah. goal
0: called back by
1: Mike Collins on Saturday where they say he directed it in with his arm, which... Uh, is a little bit of a stretch for me. I'm not sure how if a puck's up in the air. You, it's going so fast. You have the wherewithal to elbow it in the net, but uh, you know, if not for a callback goal there, they split that series. So I mean, now you're talking about a, a team like you said that's having some struggles, a team that you, you didn't have a, any success against in terms of one losses, but played two pretty close games and almost beat them up to, at their place on Saturday. So uh, I, I think if you're looking at Maine and Vermont, if you're Merrimack and you and you've got to choose a path, which one you'd rather take, I think right now you'd rather go through Maine.
0: Yeah, and that's how it looks right now. Is that that <laughs> uh that's where the Warriors would go. Again, if things hold, they would play either of those teams depending on what happens, and it's going to be the sixth seed. And of course, if Merrimack does win in the first round, then they end up going to Boston College the following weekend. We know that they'd be the lowest seed remaining, and lowest seed remaining is going to play at number 1 Boston College, which just lost their last game of the regular season today to Notre Dame, and is going to go into the playoffs. They have to sit around and think about that one for a couple of weeks and then play in the quarterfinals.
1: Yeah, it's a little bit of a strange situation, too, just with, with this game tonight coming in. We talked about how you know, Merrimack's locked into 11th, they can't can't move up or down, but. This game, the fact that they're playing UNH could have a lot to do with who they're going to play next week. Yeah. Uh, and then, of, of course, you know, no matter what happens next week in a, single, in a single elimination, like you said, your your reward is you get to go into BC, which until today hadn't lost until Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, but yeah, and, and again, too, you know, they, like you said, they get to sit around and think about that loss for two weeks before they have to
0: play. All right, we haven't even talked about the game tonight or the games this weekend. Uh, Merrimack's arguably arguably playing as well as they have all year. Both last night in the first period, tonight, I don't think they could have played much better in the first, and they did but only one goal to show for it. I think they might have needed to get two out of that first one. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, but at the same time, like you said, I think... In terms of a
1: weekend series, I know we're only at the end of one period here. There's still two left. I'm not sure they've played a better four periods in a row this year. I mean, I thought they really played well last night. I thought last night was one of their better periods of the year, uh, better games of the year. And now tonight, you look at that first period, they just updated the shots 20-5 to five in the first period. I mean, like you said, I think they needed to get one more, uh, but they're outplaying a team that, that is higher up than them in the standings and a team that you know, was right on the cusp of making the NCAA tournament.
0: Yeah, and with the four goals last night, that's the most the Warriors scored in the Hockey East game. The uh, the win when leading after. To two periods uh, had, had only led, I think, twice. I think last night was only the second time that they had a lead in ni- in 19 Hockey East games, and uh, also the first time that they got uh, that they got a win against a team that was higher than ninth in the standings. So the trend is upward here. So good signs, at least, uh, heading into the postseason.
1: Yeah, I think you, you know. <laughs> Mark Denney was saying at the beginning of the year, you know, you're in the playoffs. All you got to do is, is is play your best hockey in March, and it, it seems like they're starting to peak here. I mean, this has been a stretch here where I think they've played their best hockey the last, especially the last four periods. I even thought they didn't play all that poorly against Vermont. I thought they played pretty hard. Uh, didn't get the results, obviously. Saturday night was was a lot of big mistakes, uh, mental mistakes where they just left guys open. But really, I mean, they're they're starting to, to show some signs here, playing their best hockey at the end of the year, which is when you want to be playing. It.
0: All right, Mike, we appreciate your time. Time. Thanks, as always, and I'm sure we'll see you next week in the playoffs. Uh, folks, check out his work at the MacReport.com and also the Eagle Tribune and College Hockey News. Thanks, Mike. Everywhere. Thanks. Yeah. King of all media. Mike McMahon's been our guest here in the first intermission. The score is Merrimack 1, UNH nothing. We'll be back with more right after this. You're listening to Warrior Hockey.